Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So big news. The mortgage-backed security market is struggling once again, but this time could be even worse. Let's get right back, or let's go right over to a story from the Wall Street Journal, and I'll show you exactly what I am referring to. Title, Investors Retreat from Commercial Real Estate Bonds. So CMBS, Commercial Mortgage Backed Securities. And if you think, oh, George, this is commercial, this has nothing to do with residential. Yeah, this is a 20 trillion, with a T, dollar market. Just as big, maybe if not, maybe even bigger, than the residential real estate market in the United States. So they start off by saying price of bonds or the price of these mortgage-backed securities basically have dropped to levels not seen since early days of the pandemic, pointing to growing economic threats stemming from office vacancies. Now, we're going to go over a couple charts here that are going to completely blow your mind. The, the second one in particular. So they say a quarter of the a corner of the U.S. bond market, so-called commercial mortgage-backed securities, CMBS, have taken a beating over a year owing to fears that owners, business parks, high-rises, office properties could default on loans extending uh, extended at the time when work habits were different. And uh, well, a lot of things were different back then. And I'd like to also remind you that these loans are assets on the balance sheet of small and regional banks. So this could be the next shoe to drop there as well. We've done several videos on that. Uh, in fact, I think they mentioned it here in the Wall Street Journal. They stress only the stress only deepened after Silicon Valley collapse, which raised concerns that regional banks might scale back their risk. And the majority of these commercial loans are coming from real estate. So, and by the way, these loans aren't thirty-year fixed-rate mortgages. They roll over. So they might have a fixed interest rate for, let's say two, three years, maybe five years. So when these things come due, A, the mortgage rates are much higher, but B, most of these regional banks that provided that liquidity in the first place or extended this credit are now really under stress. And they see a lot of counterparty risk out there. They're tightening up their belt and they're most likely going to extend credit a lot less um, easily than they would have in the past. And if they do extend credit, it's going to be at a higher interest rate, even than the going rate, because they increase that risk premium. So you could be someone who owns a commercial real estate building. So you got a $100 million loan and you're rolling that over and you go from 3% interest up to six or seven. And that's if you can even get the loan. And what do you have to do? Then you either fire sell it, or if you're cash flow negative in some instances, and you're most likely underwater, as far as the overall value, you give the keys right back to the bank. So here's the first chart that is really going to blow your mind. So we've got triple B commercial mortgage-backed securities and triple B corporate bonds. So the, these should be pretty darn close and they should at least trade. They should be uh, correlated, right? So we can see that these uh, triple B corporate bonds are the light blue and the commercial mortgage-backed securities are dark blue. So there is usually a delta, but as you can see, they're very correlated. And this goes back to even prior to the Cervasa sickness. So they're kind of humming along here. The delta was, let's say, I don't know, 1%. And then it goes up, boom, during COVID, which you can imagine, that's when the spreads really blew out. Uh, but then they came back down, and they never came back down to where they were prior to 2019, but you still saw this correlation until until we get to 
call it 2022 or so. And then the mortgage-backed security market, as far as the interest rate being charged, therefore the price of these bonds just absolutely plummets the price. The interest rate skyrockets. But what happens to the triple B corporate bonds that usually trade in lockstep? They're, they pretty much flatline. So what this means, this is what they call the spread blowing out. So by this spread blowing out, it's the market is predicting that there is a huge, huge increase to the amount of risk that these mortgage-backed securities start to default and default in a big way. And again, just to remind you, that's a $20 trillion market. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Now let's go down to another chart that's just, just make sure you're sitting down for this one because th this is when it's really stiff drink time, <laughs> to say the least. I was blown away by this chart. Vacancy rate in downtown offices. Look at this. I, I can't even fit the chart on the screen. It, it is literally off the charts. So at the peak of the GFC, this occupancy rate was like 13.5. Call it just under 14%. And then, as you would imagine, it gradually went down, 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 down and got back to kind of quote-unquote normal levels in 2015, and we were right there in 2019 prior to the Cervasa sickness. And as you would expect, it skyrockets. But, okay, now we're kind of back to quote-unquote normal, right? What's happened to occupancy? It continues to go parabolic. We, we haven't seen it come down at all. We haven't even seen it. the chart suggest that the occupancy rate is ever going to go back down to normal. So just think about that. If you own a commercial building and it's all about cash flow, that's how you're servicing your debt. That's how you're paying the bills. In fact, that cash flow is basically determines the value of the building. When you look at that cap rate, what on earth is happening if your occupancy rate goes from 90% and is quickly headed towards 80% and, and there's no end in sight. There's no bottom in sight. I and mean, where, where does it go? Does it go to 70? Does it go to 60? It's just really shocking. There, there's no other word to describe this. And I think what's most staggering is we this parabolic move in the vacancy rate doesn't look like it's slowing down really at all. It's still almost going straight up. And this is 2023, three years after 
the government locked everyone in a cage. So I don't know where it's going to settle, but I think it's safe to assume that it ain't going to settle back down at 10%. Does that, I mean, my goodness, does it settle at 20, 30, 40% vacancy rate? And then how does that translate to cash flows? And then again, think about it. All those loans are mostly are mo- most likely upside down because let's say they borrowed at 80% LTV. Okay, well, the value of that property, now that interest rates have gone up, that means the cap rate goes up. And you combine that with the, the massively reduced cash flow, well, the cap rate is a derivative of the cash flow and the interest rates that are outstanding in the real economy, like compared to what, right? So if you can get five or 6% on a treasury, then why would you buy a building at five or 6%? So you see that cap rate's gonna have to be higher. So what I'm saying is that the price of the building is really a derivative of interest rates and cash flow. So if interest rates go up, cash flow goes down. That means that the price of that building is gonna get just absolutely decimated. So most of these guys, although it's still on their balance sheet, if they had to take a market to market loss, I mean, who knows? You're looking at 30, 40, 50%. And then they give the keys back to the bank and the bank lent $100 million on it, and the thing's only worth $50 million now. How does that play out? All right, guys, this is definitely something that we need to pay a lot of attention to moving forward. So stay tuned to this channel. I want to encourage all of you to have a great holiday weekend. And as always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. See you in the next video.